Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to the Sex Wrap. Welcome back to the Sex Wrap, everybody. We're so happy you're here. We are here to answer all your questions about sex, love, relationships, sexual health, all the great things you want to know about. Oh, hi, everybody. It's good to be back with you on this beautiful Wednesday, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for listening. Um, check out our Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. We post all kinds of fun stuff there. Um, and we answer some questions. We have tips and tricks. Tricks. Well, not really tricks. I guess <laughs> tricks. Mostly tips. Mostly tips. <laughs> just the tips. I don't know where just the tip. That's what they're called, just the tip. Um hey, so uh what are we talking about this week? Actually, before we get into the topic, I have a question. Um for all of our listeners and for spring. Uh so I am moving into summer vacation, and most of our listeners are probably heading into summer as well. Uh, and I was thinking about my favorite vacations in my whole life and my favorite place to go. Spring, what is your favorite vacation spot? Well, I just got back from a trip in India two days ago, and that's all I can think about because I just had the most amazing trip. Um, and it's your second or third time there, right? Yeah, and it's just like... It's just such a beautiful, beautiful, spiritual place. I I can't think about anything else right now. India was amazing. <laughs> so how about you? What's your favorite vacation? So I think my favorite vacation is usually when I can go on a roller coaster and have a really high-end meal all in the same day. So I want kind of like a place that has really great food and some kind of amusement. Um, so I love places like Disney and Universal Studios, but I also love traveling to Europe. Um, I don't know. I love. I just love vacationing. And going to Disney in Europe. Dis- I haven't been to Disney Europe. That's a pretty... <laughs> um, I just love to travel. So for me, it doesn't really matter where I am. I have a great time. Every single place I've ever traveled, even if it's a dump and terrible, I end up having a great time because it's something new and something fun. Um, so for me, it's everywhere all the time. We're on vacation right now because we are having a great time talking to y'all. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) Um, So what's our question for the day? We had to talk about PMS today and I am so, so, so psyched. Someone wrote in and asked, is PMS real? And I feel like they just knew we were dying to talk about this. (laughs) It is a really interesting question. I think it's an important question for us to answer. Um, I mean, if we look to the media, it would be, especially Western media, like the media in the United States, I think it's 100% real, right? Because it's on every show all the time. Whenever someone starts talking about a woman and menstruation, they're like, oh my gosh, PMS, big deal. Yeah. I mean, well, is PMS real? It's real because it exists all around us. But is it real in the sense that the media tries to convince us it's real? Then definitely not. I mean... We, we can't deny the existence of something that is on the forefront of everyone's mind, like whenever the topic of periods come up. But 
is it biologically real? Uh, this is one of those big shockers that I like. So when I teach uh, my classes about sex, uh, people will, like, we talk about PMS, we talk about the menstrual cycle. And I, I kind of have this, oh, is PMS real moment? And then uh, women in the class will talk about their negative experiences. And then men in the class will talk about their negative experience. And the whole class pretty much gets together and says, yes, Andrew, PMS is real. And then I turn around and what do I say, Spring? PMS ain't real. It's not real. Um, <laughs> and it, it's kind of like this weird world that we live in where we're constantly told that it's real. And we're co- women are constantly cold, told their whole lives that PMS is awful. They're going to feel bad. They're going to be crampy. They're going to have headaches. They're going to have acne. They're going to have all of this negative stuff. They're going to cry. They're going to be emotional. Um, and when we actually really start digging into women's lives and looking at like them over an entire month, we see that There's no difference in almost any of those characteristics during the week before menstruation and the rest of the month. Right. So it isn't actually biologically much different from this time right before a period to any other time in someone's life. But because of all of this hype and all of this kind of attention drawn to PMS, we are very aware of any shifts during that time, which we aren't normally as aware of. So say it's right before somebody's period and they feel a little cranky. Maybe they're just hungry. They haven't eaten in a few hours and they immediately blame it on PMS. Whereas in a couple of weeks when it's like their mid cycle and they get a little hungry, they're like, Oh, a little cranky. They're like, Oh, I'm hangry. I haven't eaten all day. And it's a totally different attribution, even though what's happening is the exact same thing. Yep. So people are just blaming it on this terrible thing. That's actually not terrible, but society (laughs) has told you is terrible. Um, I think that we should do some definitions too. We keep saying PMS. What's what is PMS? If we just define it, what is it? PMS stands for premenstrual syndrome, and a syndrome is something that's like a collection of symptoms. So that means that we're talking about here a collection of symptoms, physical and emotional, that somebody might have in the few days leading up to their period cycle. And then I think the other thing that we should probably talk about in terms of definition, so premenstrual is what happens before menstrual. We should probably talk about the actual whole menstrual cycle and what that typically looks like. Okay. (laughs) Like that's a whole other show. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean, so in case you didn't know, uh, menstruation for a woman who is cycling happens at the very beginning of her cycle. It lasts anywhere from two to seven days. It can be longer or shorter, but that's whenever um, there's bleeding Um, there. Now menstruation is real and it can be painful and cramps are real. So we're not talking about menstruation. That's the first part. And then after menstruation, the woman's body gets ready for pregnancy if she's cycling normally and she will release an egg typically about 14 days into her cycle. Um, And then the second half of the cycle, uh, the body is either getting ready to make a baby if there's been fertilization or it gets ready to uh, eject the contents of the uterus and start all over again. Right? So, Premenstrual is at the very end of the period whenever whenever the woman's body or trans man's body is getting ready to eject the lining of the uterus, the endometrium. And that's the part that we're talking about. I'm so glad you said that because I was just waiting for you to finish talking to say that not everybody who has a menstrual cycle is a woman. Um, 
but we will usually default to talking about women when we're talking about menstrual cycles, but yeah, trans men and people who um, don't identify as any gender, um, but have vaginas will also menstruate. Right. Um, So PMS is what the week that leads up to menstruation. Um, Now we're not saying, like I said before, we're not saying that menstruation isn't painful and all those other things. Menstruation can be painful, um, but there's actually some really interesting research on women uh, and menstruation as well. Do do you want to talk about that for just a minute? I mean, well, first of all, I've done a lot of research on (laughs) women and menstruation. That was what my whole PhD was on. And I mean, some of the interesting things that I found in my research were that what people kind of um, knew about and their understandings of menstruation and their attitudes about menstruation really shaped the symptoms that they report. So that means that you know, all of these things that you're hearing in the media, all these things, these attitudes that are being kind of taught to you through our culture, that that is actually coloring how you're viewing your menstrual cycle. So that means that you're actually saying, oh, this is so terrible. And then you're finding all these negative things to blame on your period, right? Right. Uh, So it it sounds like Spring is saying that if you believe that periods are awful or terrible or painful or that they're dirty or there's something wrong with them, then when you actually experience one, you're going to kind of embody all of those different feelings and they're going to manifest. Ugh. (laughs) That's the worst. So, So, but I think we should talk about the, the flip side is that we know that women who have more positive views of menstruation or women who don't believe in PMS, uh, have less pain. They have fewer negative symptoms. They have, uh, fewer cramps or intensity of cramps is decreased. They have uh, fewer emotional swings. All of those things that uh, kind of the media pins on premenstrual cycle and menstruation, if you start thinking about yourself um, or, or start saying that they aren't, uh, that it's not bad or that PMS is not real, all of a sudden, a lot of those negative symptoms that the S part of the PMS start to go away. Yeah. And we, we have evidence that this is very culturally tied as well, because we can look at these large collections of studies that have been done all across the world. And when we look at them, we can see this crazy range of people that report PMS in different countries. So as low as 12% to as high as 98% in different countries. And if PMS was real biologically, we wouldn't see such a crazy range across different countries. We would expect to see something much more similar. So this is another thing that actually really shows us how culturally bound it is and how it is presented to us in our culture actually really makes us think that it's real. Right. Uh, So our reality is what we can, it sounds like this is like an X-Men movie talking about the reality that we construe or create for ourselves. Um, There's a rather really simple research. Can I talk about one more little piece of research before we go on break? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there is this really elegant study where all it did was have women track when they were emotional or cried over a whole month. Right. So there's a little app on their phone where every single day they would just go into the app and say, did I cry today? Did I get emotional today? Um, 
and uh, uh, several hundred women just plotted it for several months. And then the only other data point that they collected was that when women menstruated. And what they did is they compared hundreds of women's uh, months overall uh, of when they were crying and when they were emotional. And there was no relationship in the premenstrual period cycle or the premenstrual cycle to crying or feeling emotional. And it takes us back to what Spring said at the very beginning. If you have negative feelings about menstruation or premenstrual syndrome, uh, whenever you are emotional or you might cry in a month, um, you, during that period, you're going to blame it on menstruation or the premenstrual or PMS. You said during that period. During the period. During, <laughs> period. We're, we're not to the period yet, everybody. Okay, so we need to take a short break. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to those amazing commercials. They keep us going. So, um, I want to talk about how funny it is that premenstrual syndrome, we have this idea that everything that happens right before a period might be negative, but I don't know why we aren't talking about other changes or even noticing other changes right before a period that might actually be positive because yes, the body, there are physical things happening in the body and there are hormone changes, but some of these hormone changes actually cause good things and make us feel good and make us feel excited and make our emotions, you know, actually more intense, which can make joy and happiness more exciting as well. So I think it's really interesting that when we're talking about PMS in our culture, we only see these negative things highlighted as, ah, this must be PMS. Right. Uh, and I mean, Spring mentioned some of those positive things. We know lots of women report better orgasms or more happiness in relationships or better energy or more likely to exercise or better skin or less act like all of those different things um, can happen. Uh, so even a woman who believes in PMS, who thinks that, that it's going to be a bad week when good things happen, she'll never attribute them to the potential hormonal fluctuations inside of her body, right? So we we are trained or women are trained to only attribute negative things to their reproductive cycle, not to attribute positive things. Yeah. And and let's talk about how people without vaginas are trained to think about PMS. Well, <laughs> I mean, right. All you have to do is ask some men um, about like what is PMS or what is a period and almost universally you get really negative stereotypes and negative stigma back. Like my girlfriend's going to be bitchy or I don't understand why they can be mean or all of those other kinds of blowjob week. I mean, there's all of the other kind of things that people attribute to periods negativity because they're trained their whole lives through the exact same media that is training women that periods and PMS are real and terrible. Um, so it's kind of this societal societal value that's perpetuated by the media. And then people kind of use that same language and then train other people to have the same negative views. Um, I also think it's really important for us to talk about PMDD for just a minute here too. So today we're not talking about PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Um, 
There are some women, um, and we think it's due to the their own uh, fluctuation of hormones or their sensitivity of fluctuation of hormones, who have very serious negative uh, issues during the premenstrual uh, part of their cycle. Um, so we're not talking about that. If you have if you or one of your friends or a family member has really serious mood swings or depression or anxiety or terrible pain before their period, um, you should definitely encourage them to go talk to a doctor or a therapist or a counselor so they can see what's going on. Usually, if someone's having a lot of pain and those kind of issues, there's uh, perhaps endometriosis. Like, There's lots of different things that can be happening that can cause those issues. We aren't talking about that today, right? We're talking about yeah. premenstrual syndrome, not premenstrual disorder. And so that's a very small number of people that would experience very severe symptoms. And that is um, characterized as a dysphoric disorder. And that is different than PMS. And so, of course, if things ever feel unmanageable, or even on the way there, yes, please talk to somebody. And PMS is not that. Right. So, I mean, we're separating out PMS is not menstruation in a period, though people kind of lump them together. PMDD is real and it can be very serious and you should make sure that you get some help if you are experiencing those symptoms. Yeah. All right. Um, So in the second half, I think before we go, we should talk about some things that we can do to help people have better attitudes towards menstruation and the P uh, and PMS, as well as some things to do if you're experiencing some uh, of those negative symptoms. So I have a friend that um, whenever her period comes on the first day of her period, she just treats herself super nice and she gets to like relax and she gets to like, she just really takes care of herself that day. She gives herself the day off anything that she can. And um, so she's like reframed this so that she really looks forward to that first day of her period. That is so clever. Yeah. And she gets so excited about it. And so that means in the days leading up to it, she's just like, is it going to be today? Like, is today going to be the day that I just get to like treat myself and chill out? And um, so that means that she has like the opposite of what we consider to be PMS because she gets so psyched up in that time. And then her first day always, she just like really enjoys and just like really takes care of herself. And I love how she's done that, how she is just totally created a shift and how she thinks about it and actually has like really created a shift in how she experiences that, you know? I think that that's totally like sellable as a book or a workshop. Listener, if you're out there (laughs) and you want to write a book, like reframing your period, uh, looking forward to it. I mean, but that would, right. If you think about it, that would totally change. You'd be excited for that day. I love it. That that is such an awesome idea. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Some other things that you can do is just start bad or work to battle all of those negative messages that you see in the media. Know that when you see that on television, on a movie, uh, in a music, in music, in a music, um, <laughs> when you listen to music, uh, n- know that those that they're kind of perpetuating these false stereotypes, right? They're just kind of putting it out there because it, people eat it up. People accept it as true, um, but you can combat it. So whenever you hear those messages, put a little stop in your brain and say, wait, hold up. I'm just being fed another myth or stereotype that, are, that is supposed to make women feel bad about a natural biological process. 
Yeah. And you can also say that out loud and you can also have conversations about that with your friends. Um, Let's see. If you are having some pain, which can happen, there's lots of other things that you can do as well. Um, This applies more to being uh, like in the menstrual cycle. So having your period. Um, But there's a lot of things that work. And one of my favorite things to talk about, of course, is orgasm. Orgasm is one of the great ways that uh, uh, many women experience a decrease in negative symptoms of their menstrual cycle, right? So having an orgasm. Yeah. And I think we've talked about that on our show before, because the orgasm is actually then relaxes all the muscles. So like any cramping that's happening is that tightening of the muscles and then an orgasm actually soothes that and then releases cramps. So like, yeah, that's a great way to get rid of cramps. So again, that's more talking about during the period. Um, But yeah, we can't pass up a chance to talk about the benefits (laughs) of orgasms, can we? Um, (laughs) Never. Uh, Let's see. Massage, exercise, stretching, all of those can help the body relax as well. Um, If you have pretty significant pain, you might want to investigate hormonal birth control for a lot of women. It really uh, helps both with the premenstrual uh, premenstrual issues and with menstrual issues. Anything that enhances, I had a, I had a tip for the show at the end, but I'm not going to give it because I'm just going to give the tip of Springs Friends story. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it again in just a minute, but (laughs) anything that gives you a more positive outlook, um, things that, uh, women have told me before that, you know, like the period is something that connects all women together at all points in history. That's pretty powerful. If you think like something that all women over all of history connects them together, um, I mean, you can think about it as reproductive prowess, like this is my body and I can create life or I can choose not to create life if that's not something that I want to do. Um, I I think PMS and uh, the menstrual cycle are signs of youth, right? Like this is my body. My body is young. It's doing things that young bodies do. My body is working. I don't know. I think there's a lot of things that you can do in terms of positivity, though. I like Springs Friends the best. (laughs) Anything else that we can do to help relieve some of these issues? Well, my favorite way to relieve like cramping or any kind of just like pain related to that um, is peppermint oil. I mean, peppermint oil smells just so good that whenever I pull it out, I'm just like so excited. Uh, But peppermint oil, if you put a few drops of peppermint oil in some lotion or some coconut oil or something else, and then just spread it on the area that is experiencing some cramping. So like on your lower belly area. Um, I mean, it just relieves it right away for me. And, and I just love the smell. Like it's like, Total win-win-win. It smells like Christmas. It does. Um, Like the best. Just a warning about peppermint oil, everybody. You want to make sure that you do not get peppermint oil, if you're a man, on your anus or testes or penis. Um, It will tingle, but it can actually tingle so intently that it burns. Um, And women... uh, That's why you always put it in something. And women... Just a couple drops inside of something to spread it. Yeah, you want to make sure you don't get peppermint oil into your labia or into your vulva or into your vagina or into your anus or... It will burn. It burns. And we don't put any oil anywhere near latex condoms. Right. Um, That was a great review. So that's like a spring's tip for the day. My tip, 
So I heard this really great story about this woman who the first day of her <laughs> period, uh, every time the first day when she, ble- she starts bleeding, is that the day where it starts? Like the first day of bleeding? Yeah. Like she yeah. treats herself well. She eats a good meal. She relaxes. She, um, that is the best advice I've ever heard because I can see how like, it kind of makes me wish that I had a day every month that I knew was coming. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to have the most excellent, wonderful, relaxing day. It's like treat yourself day. Treat yourself day. We'll have to come up with a, a day for me to do that for myself. Um, but that's my tip, everybody. You heard it from me. I'll just tell you on my first day of my period, every month I'll text you and be like, it's today. Awesome. I'm going to hold you to it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> okay. It was yesterday. Oh, what? Sorry. Missed we it. just missed it. Uh, no. <laughs> F you, April. We're over. We're done. All right. Um, so uh, do we have anything else we need to cover today? I don't think. I think we're at the end. Well, um, so we're not having a period today because we just talked about a period and periods are great things. periods today. Um, and I can't wait for spring to have our next one because I get to treat myself. Um, <laughs> all right. So uh, if you have any questions about love or sex or relationships or sexual health, uh, just let us know. Uh, you can reach us all over the place. We have a phone number, 413-I-RAP-IT. You can email us. We're thesexwrap at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at thesexwrap. So check out those accounts and like and follow us there. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Wrap us. <laughs>